recorded live. And yes, it is 2018 in a big, big way here in more ways than one. And we have Ava singing our favorite tune, Happy New Year. And we hope you all had a happy new year. We're ready to start 2018 with a big bang, no question about it. We want to thank Ava for giving us the lead song tonight, however. And welcome to the first Wrestling Revisited of 2018, episode number 102. one 444 7044, caller ID 139926 pound. You can join us right now for the next 45 minutes, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me live tonight on the caller ID, however, usually we have the Doc Brown to my Marty McFly view. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, he's stepping in the Doc's shoes, if you will, and we welcome him in for the first episode of 2018, ladies and gentlemen, here on Wrestling Revisited, the human suplex machine from Front Royal, Virginia, my tag team partner for this evening. John Gross. John, Happy New Year and Happy New Year to everyone out there. Hope it was a great and safe weekend for everyone as we start 2018. Yep, same to you. Well, thank you very much. And we have got a lot to talk about tonight. So, folks, you picked a good night tonight, however. Tonight, however, the time machine is going to be on a little hiatus, let's just say, at least for this week. 
because tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you back to the first show of 2018. And what show is that, you're wondering? Well, Monday Night Raw, last night in Miami, Florida, down there in the Sunshine State in South Beach. The Royal Rumble, of course, is less than four weeks away. SmackDown, of course, is going to be getting underway in about 45 minutes from Orlando, Florida. Already three matches have been signed for tonight, including the following. The phenomenal one, AJ Styles, will put his title on the line against Sami Zayn, Mr. Ole, 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 of the Sami and Kevin Owens show. It will be Aiden English taking on his next opponent, if you will, however, in the U.S. title tournament, if you will. Also, it will be the Uso Penitentiary open for business for the first time in 2018, putting their tag team titles on the line against Chad Gable and Sheldon Benjamin. Aiden English, of course, hoping to move on into the U.S. title tournament. Of course, last week we saw what happened when Jinder Mahal beat the perfect 10-10-10 Ty Dillinger. Bobby Roode, of course, beat Baron Corbin. But Aiden English tonight has got a tall order ahead of him. Mojo Raleigh has got Zack Ryder and the others. And, of course, we're going to see who from the 8 to the 4 will last in the final four of the U.S. title tournament. But, John, we're going to talk about last night's Raw it was a very, well, let's just say unique Raw to start 2018, and we had some uh, surprises, and, well, we had some uh, things that were pretty much the same old, same old. Let's get your assessment of last night's show. Yeah, I thought last night's Raw was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Could have been some, a little better. Yeah, oh, yes, I would agree. I mean, there were definitely some things last night that stood out last night, obviously, that I agree on your assessment on that last night. Of course, uh, the big story, of course, last night, a couple of stories going into last night. First off, of course, uh, WWE wrestler uh, Braun Strowman, of course, earlier in the week, of course, suffered a flu bug along with some of the wrestlers, including Enzo Amore. Enzo, of course, checked himself into the hospital, and as a result, he did not compete for his Cruiserweight title last night. And so, But hey, know. at least the one good thing is there wasn't that meningitis. That's true. You're right. I agree. And uh, he did check himself out of the hospital, I understand, before the show, but the WWE told him when he arrived at the building to go back to his hotel, not bother stay at the arena. Even though he said he was ready to compete, however, they just told him it wasn't worth it, so they sent him back. We understand that Paige, after suffering an injury last week at a house show, however, was kept off as a precaution last night, I believe, unless something else happened. But all in all, we'll tell you what happened last night, however, as we give you our thoughts of last night's Monday Night Raw in review. Of course, uh, the show started off with Kurt Angle, of course, being confronted by Alexa Bliss. Of course, Alexa was told by Kurt Heller that she will be taking on Asuka tonight. However, Alexa was not very happy about this, however, and Kurt, of course, told her that if she uh, continued to have a hissy fit, if you will, she was going to have to defend that belt. Well, unfortunately, she did not have to defend the belt, but uh, this did not make her very happy. Kurt then came out and then, of course, uh, told everyone what was expected, of course, including the big match between Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. But then who shows up but the Bar Boys, who were not very happy after last week's, uh, well, let's just say Christmas night present by Kurt Angle. And as a result, however, they demanded a rematch against Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins. Jordan came out, of course, and uh, things got a little testy. Then Seth Rollins showed up, and, of course, this led us to our first match of the evening. Seth Rollins, excuse me, not Seth Rollins, Jason Jordan taking on Cesaro with Sheamus and Seth Rollins in each other's corner. And I see now joining us on the line right now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. Fonzie, happy new year to you, and welcome to episode number 102. We're just getting our start here of last night's show. How are going you on? The opening segment of the evening. Happy new year, dude. Yes. Yep. And um, 
We want to get John your thoughts first, however, before we go to Fonzie. Your thoughts about the opening of the show and the first match of the evening. The first match of the evening, Jason Jordan's Cesaro. Yes. Funny that I slept through this match, but from what I read, that was a good contest. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, there were some things that could have been better. I mean, I was really not sold on some of the match, however, but, I mean, it could have been a little bit better. I mean, obviously, Jason Jordan, again, continues to be the annoying pest that he is. Uh, and, of course, we know that Seth Rollins told him, however, that uh, he had to watch his P's and Q's, and it seems like Seth is uh, really uh, trying to take a shine to this kid, but at the same time, this kid doesn't seem like he doesn't care about anyone but himself. Uh, that being said, overall, however, that's what I thought. Uh, Fonzie, your take of last night's opening part of the show last night involving Jason Jordan and, uh, let's just say, Mr. Cesaro. That was pretty good. Yes. That was, was pretty good. good. Yes, it uh, was. fun. But, but I just watched the last end of it, though. Mm-hmm. I was watching the Clemson and Alabama game. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> of course, you yeah, had two great games yesterday in college football, of course, certainly, uh, Definitely, of course, the big one being, however, the Rose Bowl. Of course, congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs and head coach Kirby Smart defeating Lincoln Riley and the Oklahoma Sooners in what was a very thrilling match. Hey, Rose Bowl. J.D., they yes. said that was the, the Rose Bowl yes. was the best game ever since history. I think it was a lot better than last year's Rose Bowl, truthfully. Actually, they said this was the best one ever. It never went in overtime, high in scoring. Yeah, when it went in overtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, it was very, it was very interesting. I would agree. I mean, there was a lot of intensity. I the second the game was okay. Yeah, and towards like towards the well, end, Oklahoma was up thirty-one seventeen at halftime. You thought it was all. Everyone thought it was over. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I thought it was all over too. But you've got to give, like I said, you've got to give credit to Georgia and Kirby Smart. I mean, they definitely came out ready in that second half. Oklahoma tried to hang with them. and they, I mean, I'm not knocking the Sooners. I'm not knocking them by any means. They that was played a, a hard game. game. Actually, it was a, it was was a great game, game with two ever. good quarterbacks. You had a good fre- you had a terrific yeah. freshman in Georgia's quarterback. You had a really good senior in Baker Mayfield. But in the end, the Bulldogs took yeah. a little bit of a bite out of the Sooner and put the Schooner on, uh, let's just actually, say, actually, it in was part. teams, J.D. What's that? Well, it actually, it was a special team that Oklahoma gave yeah, the momentum you're right, to you're right. freaking uh, Georgia. Yeah, they've they, they gone back in the game. You're right. And, That's right. Yes. And they I give it a half of the field and she yep. makes, what, two or three plays yep. there mm-hmm. in the end zone. Like, right. That's the punter's fault. But, yeah, I agree. But like you I said, always practice. But like I said, Oklahoma's had a great yeah. year. Georgia's had a great year. And now the Bulldogs are one win away from destiny. Could they become the I first? I don't think they're going to beat Alabama, though. I think Alabama's they can. I good. think they can. I'm telling you well, what. Well, it's going to be a great they, game. It's going to be a great game on Monday in Atlanta. No question. The Bulldog Nation but is going to be hungry in Atlanta Monday night down there in the uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome. But I'm telling you yeah. right now. I was just going to talk about Bama next, tower, and I'll, John, I'll get your assessment on this next, too. Uh, I'll say one thing. Bama did play a good game last night. Their defense really looked sharp last night against Clemson, keeping Kelly oh, Bryant in check and Davo Sweeney in the Sugar Bowl. Clemson I will say that. They couldn't the ball, J.D. Clemson they couldn't. You're right. I mean, uh, they, I will give Alabama credit where credit is due. Their defense last night stood out to me. Their defense last well, night was quick last night. But I'm oh telling you right now, God. if Jalen Hurts thinks he's going to have an easy time against that Georgia 
the secondary. He better think twice, because I'll tell you, that running back from Georgia, that uh, yeah. whatever that guy is, who had three touchdowns in that game, he's only a freshman. And then Georgia's quarterback is, too. But I'll tell you what, Georgia has not won a title since Vince Dooley was around back in 1980. And I'll tell you what. No, Georgia's not won the title since 80, since 1980. Yeah, but it's Blackwood played at Penn State. No, Blackwood was at Penn State. Herschel Walker. Yeah, he was at Georgia. No, he wasn't. Not in 1980. No, in 1980 he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, you're thinking of Herschel Walker. You're thinking of Herschel Walker. But I'll tell you what. Game back to what I'm saying, though. I'm, I'll have to double check, though. But I will say this. It is going to be a great game Monday. We will talk more yeah. about that Monday on Raw Radio. You can bet on that. It's going to be very exciting when we have our first show of the new year. Folks, believe me, we're going to have a lot to talk about when we get back yeah. on Monday afternoon. John, I know you're not a college fiend, but I've got to ask you these two games. What, uh, your thoughts about these two overall? Um, I don't follow much. Who won? Uh, Oklahoma lost in double overtime, and Alabama won the Sugar Bowl. So now it'll be Alabama and Georgia for the championship game Monday night in Atlanta, winner take all for the title. I'm going with Georgia. Yeah, I think Georgia could beat them. I'm telling you, I really do. I mean, Bama's a dynasty. We know Nick Saban's a great coach, but I'll tell you what, it could be in the cards this year that the Bulldogs could be like last year's Clemson team when they won their first title since 1981. You never know, but we will talk more about that in time. Is anyway, there a guys, rematch from earlier this year? I don't, I don't think they played this year against each other. I don't believe so. They were supposed to originally the SEC title I game, but that was when Auburn beat Alabama, and then Georgia punched, Auburn got their ticket punched in, and then George, Auburn lost yesterday in the Peach Bowl to Central Florida. I'll yeah. tell you what, that's the team I want to congratulate. Scott Frost and Central Florida, 13-0. No credit this year this team got all year. 13-0, the only undefeated team in all of college football, and they stood out this year as a true top-10 team, I feel, a top-5 team, I feel. And they did not get any love whatsoever. But I want to say nope. congratulations to the Knights. I want to congratulate them on a fine job. I mean, Auburn put a hell of a fight into them yesterday. But at the end of the day, the Knights, however, finished out the season 13-0. So congrats to UCF. Well-deserved. Uh, after they were partying late last night years. when they got back from Atlanta. What's that? I say Pitt plays them in two years. Yes. No, this year. This year and next year. This The next two years. Yeah, that's right. This year yeah. and next year. But uh, we'll talk more about college ball, as we said, of course, this Monday. We'll talk about the NFL playoffs starting up this week, of course, which is going to be very interesting on Raw Radio coming up Monday. So be sure to check that out. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk more about the Raw show and some other things coming up on Revolution tonight. Be sure to check out at 9 o'clock. Gerard T. Smith and I will have your news headlines for you. John will have your first birthdays and dates of the 2018 calendar campaign. The caller ID is 138055, so be sure to check that out. Gentlemen, let's go into our next encounter. It was Apollo Crews, however, with his new friends, let's just say not his new friends, I should say Titus O'Neill and Dana Brooke, the somewhat Terry Runnels, Alexandria York of the new Titus Worldwide Prestige, taking on Bray Wyatt. John, I will ask you again, what were your thoughts about this one? To me, this one was one of the few disappointments of the evening, I thought. Yeah, it was pretty much a disappointment. The question is, where do they go from here with both of these guys? Because right now, I think they've got to do something first off with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, the last couple months, just has really been, I think, lost in the shuffle. I mean, this whole Matt Hardy, Woken uh, thing has just... I mean, I, I've just not been a fan of it. I re- I've lost, really, somewhat interest in this feud between these two. And these guys have just not been 
really impressing me whatsoever. I mean, really, in all honesty. I mean, as far as Apollo Crews go, I do think he has some potential. And if he gets rid of Titus Heller, I do think he can go out on his own and expand. But I just, I don't know. I don't know yes, where to go. Same, yes, think. same here. Yeah, certainly. Fonzie, what's your take of this whole matter? I didn't watch that one. Okay. I have on a DVR. So. Okay. Well, real quick, I yeah. did hear, however, before the show started, guys, I entire right now. I heard it was horrible. <laughs> well, it was okay. It went 10 minutes to change. It wasn't bad. Uh, I could tell you, though, speaking of Dana Brooke, though, guys, before the show started, however, she did beat Mickey James on main event this week. And Akira Tozawa surprisingly had the crowd into him as he beat Tony uh, Marinara, if you will, the Tony Nese teller. I should say Tony Nese, if you will. <laughs> up, up next, up, bless you. Up next, of course, we went backstage, of course. We had a whole thing involving Nia Jax and, uh, of course, Alexa Bliss again. And then, of course, Nia told uh, Alexa that she wasn't going to be there. Alexa wasn't very happy about the whole thing because Nia was going to go off to the hospital, take care of Enzo. It seems like like she says, I'm sorry, my chicken soup is getting cold. Uh, Alexa wasn't real happy with that whole ordeal, and that's understandable. But anyway, that led us to our third match of the evening, the Alexa Bliss-Oscar match. John, again, i got to go back to you one more time, however. Your thoughts about this one. To me, this was one of the few good matches of the evening. I thought it wasn't bad, but it was a little sluggish, too. Oh, no doubt. Oscar and Alexa will put on a good match. That that was pretty good. But yep. um, I'm thinking that next week, Oscar, yeah. since Oscar beat the champ, they might have a title match. Or they could save it for uh, maybe after the Rumble or before the Rumble. We'll have to wait and see. No question about it. But uh, if not, how I could see these two uh, down the road face each other, maybe at a WrestleMania or maybe a paper, the paper before WrestleMania, like in February in Las Vegas at the Elimination Chamber. Again, we'll have to wait and see, however. Uh, Fonzie, I know, again, you probably didn't see this one. Maybe you did see a little bit of this one. What was your take of Alexa and Oscar going at it with Oscar coming through I with a big win? I saw when she pulled the hair and everything on the, yeah. like, on the back of the, her back. Right, 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 yeah. On the, the pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I switched it. Okay, so you didn't, get, so you didn't see this yeah. one either. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, like I, the only thing I saw yesterday was... Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Jordan. Yeah. Um, oh, what else? Roman and Joe. Uh, no, no. Make okay. that one. Okay. Uh, who was after Jason Jordan, Matt? Uh, that was Apollo Crews and uh, Bray Wyatt. I missed that one. I missed that one. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I just missed that one, I think. Okay, so you didn't. Oh uh, no, I saw the uh, the cruise match. We'll yeah, we'll talk. We'll, yeah, we'll get into that one. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that one. Uh, up, but before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, we go. Uh, before we can continue on, remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we will have our first triple stacker up 2018. First at 6:30 p.m. Join Mr. WCW, myself, and outside the ropes, and maybe John as well. And the movie trivia challenge will be back on 1413. Uh, Eight seven ladies. Oh, I saw Braun Strowman. Yeah, that's what I was going to get into next. How I was yeah, about that. I saw that. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, uh, Jason but, Jordan, that and Cruiserweight, and that okay. was it. Those were the three. Okay, no problem. Yeah, no problem. that's fine. No problem. We'll get your thoughts on those three 
and then it's on. Yeah. I'll get your thoughts on the others. But uh, like I said, Fonz, you can go back and watch the rest and let me know later on. What yeah, I will. I will. But uh, as I said, uh, folks, we will be back with the uh, top movies, music, sports, and all sorts of goodies tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, on Outside the Ropes. Be sure to check that out at 6.30 p.m. as Mr. WCW, myself, John, and of course, we'll be here in the uh, control desk tower. 8 o'clock, the first wrestling debate of the year will commence. One three nine nine two five pound Of course, Gerard T. Smith, myself, Michelle Lindodds, and the rest of the game will be at the debate table. Who knows what we'll be discussing. We might be discussing uh, the upcoming Women's World Rumble. We might be discussing the World Rumble General itself, and maybe WrestleMania. What is going to happen to start the new year? What needs to happen to start the year. We'll be discussing, I'm sure, at the debate table tomorrow night. And then, of course, we'll be recapping SmackDown from tonight, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, at 9 o'clock on Revolution. Of course, the caller ID is the same. Then on Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, we will have a doubleheader for you again, ladies and gentlemen, beginning at 7 p.m. with Top P.O. as Dora T. Smith and myself and Michelle will be on the show, along with whoever else can make it, one four zero five six two pound. And then Wolfpack, ladies and gentlemen, will be on our first one of 2018, 138521-pound. Be sure to check that out this Thursday. Uh, we were just about to talk about Braun Strowman now that you bring him up, Fonzie, and I want to get your thoughts now since you brought him up. He was in this next match, however, taking on the Man Beast and the Wendy's boy, if you will, who got locked into John over the New Year's Eve, however. <laughs> and if you didn't see the video, you have to check it out, Fonzie. It's pretty funny. And, uh, uh, cool. You have to look it on YouTube. Curtis Axel's having a little fun with him, too, however. As a result, uh, he basically squashed Rhino in two and a half minutes, and just when it looked like Keith Slater was going to get his nose and, let's just say, his... Uh, Let's just say his whole, um, let's just say body involved, however, he uh, got, let's just say, taken down like bad Chinese. Very, very bad Chinese. He got slammed not once, not twice, not even three times, folks, but four straight times. (laughs) And the same with Rhino. I mean, my God. I just feel sorry for both Rhino and Slater in this case, but still, Braun Strowman shows that he continues to be the monster among men and is dominant more than ever. And I'll tell you right now, if I'm Brock Lesnar and Kane, I'd be very, very careful going into the Rumble here in about four weeks. Let's get your thoughts about Braun Strowman and Rhino. Who, me? Yeah, you. Uh, (laughs) He destroyed both of them. There was no competition whatsoever. No. Nope. Yeah, Brock Lesnar and Kane, they got a handful, but I, yeah. don't, think, I don't think anybody's going to beat the beast mode. No, I would agree. I mean, right now, I would say Braun right now is a heavy favorite going into the Rumble in Philadelphia. No question about it. He is very, very dangerous. And right yeah. now, he is not really willing to play games at all. And we saw last night he wasn't going to play games with either Ryan or Heath Slater. But before we get uh, John's answer real quick, I'm going to get your answer on this one, too. And, John, I'll get your answer on this one, too, before I get your thoughts on Strowman. We know that Chris Jericho's got the big fight coming up this week with Kenny Omega in Japan. I've got to ask you for an early prediction. Who wins the match between Omega and Jericho? Um, I'm asking John. Oh, not John. I'll find you. And I'll get to you, John, with your answer in a minute. Who, me? Yeah, Monty, who do you like in this one? Between Jericho and uh, Kenny Omega this week. I'm going to watch that. It's on AXS TV. Yeah. That's going to be a good That's going to be a great match. That really is. That's going to be one of the best matches. I think Jericho's going to win. You think Jericho's going to win? Yeah. Okay. Fonzie, let's go to you. Or not Fonzie. John, let's go to you (laughs) with your thoughts about this match involving Braun and Rhino and then get your prediction on uh, Omega and uh, Jericho. Oh, I'm going to start with mine first. I'm going to say Jericho to beat Omega. 
So you're both taking Jericho. You know, I'm going to go against you both. I think Omega's going to beat him. I really do. I mean, I've watched Kenny Omega a few times on TV, and I've watched him on YouTube a couple times, too. I think it's going to be a good 20, 25, 30-minute match. Uh, it should be, and it's a shame it's not but here. But Strowman and Rhino, man, yeah. huh? I, although Rhino's a former ECW champion, I will say that, but he just didn't have a chance. No, he didn't. And neither did Slater, especially when Slater came up on the apron. And you saw what Braun said to him. He said to him, either you're going to fight me right now. What did he say? I can't remember what was the line. He said something funny. I mean, he told him flat out, he said, I think it was. Like, he called oh. him a cheerleader, too. Yeah, he said, I could take these hands like. He, says, he told him to get off the apron or get inside the ring and take these hands like his partner. And I was like, hmm. Where's he going with this whole thing? But yeah, he he ran him. He was like a he was like a bull possessed last night. He was seeing red all over the place. He didn't care if it was uh, Rhino's uh, trunks being red. He didn't care if it was Slater's hairdo. He was seeing red in anger. How and believe me, he showed a lot of anger and he was absolutely hell bent on destroying both the man beast from Detroit and of course the Wendy's boy, as I like to call him, the Trailer Trash Park boy from West Virginia. I mean, he was absolutely relentless in showing no mercy on either Rhino or Slater last. He really wasn't. Uh, but getting back to the Jericho Omega match, guys, I will say it'll be a 20-25, maybe 30-minute match. Uh, it's a shame that these two guys are not in WWE right now because I think these guys could put on a great quality five-star match either at the Rumble or at WrestleMania. I do think that Kenny Omega, depending on how he does here, could get a phone call after this show on uh, Thursday in Japan. Uh, I could see him at some point, maybe in 2018, maybe arriving in WWE or maybe Impact if they're still around by then or even Ring of Honor again. Uh, as far as Jericho returning to WWE goes, I could see him coming back maybe at the Rumble, if not after the Rumble, then sometime before or after WrestleMania uh, again. But if not, however, uh, this is definitely one of um, maybe, I'm not saying his career is over by any means. I still think he has a lot in the tank, and that is if Jericho wants to keep on fighting, that is. But I will say this, though. This is going to be one of those matches sort of like Ricky Steamboat, Randy Savage. It's too close to call. It's really a coin flip power. But my heart says... Jericho, my mind says Omega. I've been really torn about this match for the last two weeks, but I'm going to go on a limb like I said, guys. I'm going to pick Omega in an upset. I really like Kenny Omega to pull this one out, but you never know. Jericho could have some tricks up his sleeve and pull it out too, but it is going to be a physical match. It's going to be a great match, and I'm going to try watching some of it if I can find it online somewhere, and if not, Fonzie, I want you on Monday, however, if you do get a chance to watch that match, I want to hear your early take of the match and break down the match for us uh, on Raw Radio for Monday, on Monday for sure, because uh, yeah. I know a lot of people will be discussing that match without question. Yeah. All right, up next, guys, uh, another interesting moment, of course. We saw what happened, however, mind you, as Kurt Angle was on the phone, however, <laughs> talking to someone, and then who walks in but Finn Bauer, and then all of a sudden, however, he decides to show up with two good friends of his, his former brothers-in-arm, if you will, the club. Yes, folks. The nerd-busting boys of Gallows and Anderson making their first appearance in quite some time. As a result, he told uh, those guys how they would have a match tonight against Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, and Elias Strowman, of course, following his matchup with uh, Rhino and Slayer, of course, saw Kane in the back hour and said, of course, I'm the only alpha monster, and he said he would take Lesnar down on his own terms. Kane, of course, didn't seem really impressed, even though Kane said to him earlier that they were the alpha monster that could tame the beast that they would work together. John, let's get your thoughts about these two things overall, however, before we go to our next match. Uh, Kane and Strowman? 
Yeah, in the backstage talking and then Angle on uh, yeah, Kingston, and then and seeing the uh, club uh, show up and then booking the uh, six-man tag. Your thoughts? Oh, man. Balor and the club brought back some memories, wouldn't you yes, think? Yes. Yeah. Certainly. So I mean, that, that's, what the, that's what Gallows and Anderson really needed last night. Well, they haven't been on TV in a long time, and they just haven't done anything. And it was nice to see them, uh, at least for one night, however. I mean, we know their history together in Japan. We know about their history in other places besides Japan, uh, but mostly in Japan. Uh, it was really cool to see Angle book them uh, together against the Miz. Tomorrow. And what about Balor booking himself in the Royal Rumble match? Yeah, Balor announced today. That, yeah, Balor announced today, however, that he would be... Uh, uh, in the uh, Rumble, he would enter himself in the World Rumble. I also and I you also have him. John Cena in there too. Yep, John Cena has announced his intentions. I think today I heard just before, just a short time ago, I think Shinsei Nakamura has now entered himself in too. So well, he entered last week. Oh, that's what he entered last week. Okay, but I did hear a couple other people have already uh, announced their uh, intentions for the Women's World Rumble too. So a lot of people are starting to make their statements here known. And uh, if you are wondering what Fonzie was cursing about there, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we got a big hockey game tonight. The Flyers and the Penguins are playing in Philadelphia, and we're going to get an update on that game in just a minute. Zero, zero. Okay, zero, zero, so thank zero, you. Zero. Okay, so 0-0. Okay, so thank you very much, Fonzie. Yeah. Fonzie will keep us up to date with that game. Of course, the Penguins trying to get back on the winning side, however, after a real tough December, if you will, as they are playing their first game of 2017. Of course, they will be back home on uh, Thursday night, if you will, and then they will be back on the road Friday against the Islanders in Brooklyn before they return home on Sunday against the Boston Bruins at 7.30. Anyway, uh, so, what were you not, so John, getting back to what I say now about Strowman and Kane now, go ahead with your thoughts on that. Oh, Strowman and Kane, yes, they are monsters. Seems like they want to form an alliance to take out Brock. Yes, and it seemed like they were about to, however, but then things got a little testy, as we would see, however, later in the evening, as we saw, however. Anyway, that led us to our next match, Roman Reigns taking on Samoa Joe. This went 25 minutes long, however. In the end, however, it looked like we were going to see, uh, let's just say, Roman get disqualified again, and Samoa Joe win the title as uh, Joe tried to pull a fast one on Roman, however. Nevertheless, how we saw what Samoa Joe said about uh, Dean Ambrose and, of course, also about Renee Young, even though Renee was not very impressed with the comments by Joe. Uh, that being said, this proved to be the best match of the evening by far. Uh, John, your thoughts about this match between Joe and uh, Roman? Now, this could have been for the main event, but I know they wanted to save Brock Lesnar for the last hour. Right. And I can agree with that, but... Samoa and Roman, yeah, that was a good match. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. And I don't see, I don't see it ending anytime soon between these two. No, I, I would definitely agree, no doubt about it. I would definitely, and I can tell you right now on uh, first-hand experience, ladies and gentlemen. However, I have just heard from our boss how he says I will be ready for Revolution tonight, and I am taking it easy right now, so I will be ready to go. However, mind you, so folks. You heard it here first. Our fearless leader will be back. However, mind you, coming up in just a little bit. He's taking it easy. However, so uh, we just want to say, yeah, Chad had a little thing done today, so he's taking it easy right now. However, mind you, however, but uh, he will definitely be with us. However, coming up here in just a little while, ladies and gentlemen. So be sure to check that out coming up. However, mind you, however, as we will definitely hear from him shortly. Anyway, up next, ladies and gentlemen, however, was uh, 
another interesting affair, of course, as Fonzie pointed out, however. But before we get to that, however, we saw what happened in the back when Paul Heyman and uh, Kurt Angle had a little bit of words with each other. As a result, however, he told him, however, that 2018 will be the year of the beast, however. And he also went on to say to Kurt that if Kane and Storm gang up on his client, then uh, Brock Lesnar would be proactive, not reactive. Anyway, that led us to our... Uh, Next match, however, our Cruiserweight title match of the night, however, if you will, originally was supposed to be a one-on-one match. Of course, they also announced that tonight, however, officially last night, but it is tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it will be Hideo Itami taking on the Mary Poppins wannabe Jack Gallagher, filling in for his, uh, let's just say, fearless leader, Brian Kendrick, who will be out a few months due to a broken orbital bone he suffered last week, however, at the hands of Hideo Itami's GTS. Uh, John, I'll start with you on this one. What are your thoughts about Hideo Itami so far? Because right now it seems like a lot a lot of people are really kind of not impressed with Hideo Tommy, especially the way he laid out Kendrick last week with that big knee strike breaking uh, Kendrick's nose. Yeah, well, it was pretty much, pretty much brutal for him to do that. But do you think he should? Be, but do you think he should be punished for that? Do you think he should be reprimanded for that? I mean, there's talk that they might be changing his finisher from the GTS, how he's known for, to the Rings of Saturn, which used to be Neville's move and Perry Saturn's move. I mean, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think used rings of Saturn. Yes, I would agree. I would definitely agree there. Uh, Fonzie, what's your Saturn. take on the, what's your take on the uh, Hideo and Tommy Jack Gallagher thing and uh, what Hideo and Tommy did to Kendrick last week by breaking his nose with the GTS? I missed that one. Yeah, he kind of you know how Punk used to do his big GTS maneuver, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Hideo Tommy did the same last week, but when he did it, he hit Kendrick on Brian Kendrick right on the nose and literally shattered his nose. And I mean, he broke it legitimately. I mean, they said at first it was a nasal. It looked like a nasal. I mean, it was like a. I mean, they said it was. I mean, he got concussed and then he broke a bone right in the bridge of his nose. So they had to reset the nose. And now they're saying he could be out at least until March. Oh man! Yeah. Both eyes sticking. Sorry about that, folks. Fonzie, that's all right. Don't worry about it. But as I was saying, Fonzie, uh, he did the GTS on uh, Kendrick, and when Kendrick got hit with the GTS, if you can go back and watch it, and you can try to find it, and I know, John, you've seen the replay, and Fonzie, if you can try to find it somewhere and watch it on replay, you can see as soon as the knee hit Kendrick's nose, it just broke. And I mean, shattered. I I mean, there was no blood coming out of it originally, but you could tell it just cracked. Literally like, separated from from one side and pushed that. it off to the side. It was it was brutal. It was very brutal to say the least. But speaking of cruiserweights, ladies and gentlemen, and I know we're going to get Fonzie's take on this first since he did watch this one. However, we had the cruiserweight title matchup that involved Drew Pepperjack Gulak, as I like to call him Pepperjack. However, the Amore train and his partner Arya Davari taking on Cedric Alexander. But before Gulak came out reading a statement from Enzo, of course, however. He said he would have been Cedric Alexander had he been there, and that he's filling in for uh, Enzo tonight. But then he told Alexander Howard that no one would be his partner or would be his friend, Howard. Well, all of a sudden, Howard, there was one person who came out to be his friend on this night. And this is a guy we have not seen really since last summer, however. And yes, folks, dare I say it? Dare, dare, of course I do. It is none other than the bizarre one himself. Gold Dust. And yes, yes, folks, Dustin Rhodes is back, ladies and gentlemen, in his persona as Gold Dust, one of my favorite personas, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Fonzie, I'll go to you la- uh, this time first, however. What was your take of Gold Dust and Alexander taking on Gulak and Davari here? That was great. 
and do, and, do, and do, can we say right now that Goldust might be the new mentor uh, of uh, 205 Live, possibly, now that Enzo's yeah. out for a little while? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I definitely could see that. Yeah. yeah, it could happen. I would agree there. I would definitely agree there. Uh, Tom, what's your take of Goldust returning and teaming up with Cedric Alexander, taking on Gulak and Navari? Oh, man. Really? Goldust as a cruiserweight? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's 45, 46 years old, but, I mean, as I asked Fonzie, does he come in now sort of like a teacher, a mentor, an instructor to teach these guys like the Alexanders, the Tony Nieses, the Drew Gulaks, the Defaris, the Mustafa Ali's, the uh, Rich Swans, although we haven't heard much about Rich Swans since his arrest, however, and they're still talking about his future. Uh, one guy who has not been on TV, and I think he's been uh, really sitting at home, really collecting his paychecks, and he really hasn't been on TV a whole hell of a lot, is uh, T.J. Perkins. I mean, where's he been? I mean, he hasn't been on TV in about three months, however, and unless uh, they have no idea what to do with him or they've released him, however, I'm surprised they've... I haven't said anything about him, but uh, this was our semi-main event, ladies and gentlemen. And before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, as Sean pointed out, ladies and gentlemen, we heard that John Cena will be announced to the Royal Rumble. Also, ladies and gentlemen, that coming up this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, we did hear that officially right before the main event, ladies and gentlemen, that next week, however, that this coming Monday, yes, folks, we will be in Jerry the King Lawler's hometown of Memphis, Tennessee, ladies and gentlemen, in the home, of course, of Elvis Aaron Presley, as well as Peel oh, Street and Delicious Barbecue, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. We will be having, once again, back on our TV for the first time in literally six weeks, however, since he started filming the Marine Six, ladies and gentlemen, with Shawn Michaels and Becky Lynch, the last kicker, if you will. And no, I'm not talking about our lovely, lovely co-first lady, if you will, the lovely, lovely, beautiful Miss Anne-Marie Rickenbach, however. I'm talking about Becky Lynch, of course, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, we will have none other than the A-lister. Yes, folks, however, he is back on television, and according to Rolling Stone, and I know Michelle's giddy as heck, however, celebrating about this man's achievements as he was just recently named Rolling Stone's Rustler of the Year. Who else am I talking about? Yes, folks, everyone's favorite reality star, the most bland, boring piece of dirt I can imagine. I'm keeping it clean and I'm being nice about this, but I could say a lot more about this jerk. And he is a jerk, folks, because he's like his hometown football team, caca and smelling. But yes, folks, I'm talking about everyone's favorite, the Wiz himself, Mike the Miz Mizan, will be returning, and the Miz TV show will be emanating live from Memphis, Tennessee, next Monday. So, folks, yes, the A-lister is back. So, unfortunately, we have to put up with his crap again, needless to say, to start 2018. But that leads us to our main event, ladies and gentlemen, however. Finn, Luke Gallows, and Anderson taking on Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, the musical uh, trio, along with their friend Elias Howard, which some person wrote up, actually. I don't know if you guys saw it on TV last night, John. I don't know if you saw it. Someone wrote, WWE, we want Elias. Or something. I don't know. Something stupid. But anyway, he tried to uh, sing last night, however, along with the Miz terribly. I forget they were singing Old Lang Syne. I mean, it was so horribly bad. I mean, I'm sure Vince and Kevin Dunn, our buddy, was getting shits and giggles about this in the back, however. But nevertheless, this was absolutely dreadful, however. And with that said, we saw the main event end quickly, mm-hmm. however, should I say... Before the main event uh, took, well, this was our main event before what happened, and we'll talk about towards what happened in the last little bit. But overall, this was our main event to close out the evening hour before we saw what happened towards the end of the evening. Your thoughts about the main event? Me? Yeah. Uh, the club, I, I saw them back together, and I, I thought them getting back together and beating Elias and the Miz Taraj was phenomenal. 
Yeah, but it was short and really uh, it didn't last very long. That was the problem. I mean, it was really lackluster. It really wasn't fun. It wasn't uh, entertaining, I thought. It was really black. I mean, it was really a short match that only went less than five minutes long. It really wasn't one of the better matches of the evening. Uh, that being said, however, it just really was not that exciting, if you ask me, however. And so uh, that's what I thought of the uh, affair overall. Uh, overall, however, getting back, before we get to uh, Fonzie's take on this, however, i got to ask you your opinion, however, involving uh, The Miz returning. What's your take of this? Uh. Yeah. I can I can, I can sympathize with you on that. I can definitely sympathize with you on that. However, hold on, I can, I'm getting a phone call. Okay, uh, you're gonna be back with us in a second. Yes. Okay, we'll okay, take the call. We'll come back to you in a minute. Uh, Fonte, I know you didn't see the main event, but I gotta ask you, however, your thoughts about this main event and then with the Miz returning. What's your take? Miz returning. Like, we need him to return. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, well, unfortunately... But, uh, well, I, had little, I just saw a little news for NFL. Yeah. J.D. McCoy's game-time decision against uh, Jacksonville Sunday. Yeah, I, I heard He's about questionable. that. He's questionable. So. I'm back. Okay. Yeah, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah. He's questionable. Sir. Well, I know, Actually, he, I, I know he was injured on Sunday, however, going, in that yeah. Miami game. The question is, however, uh, but we'll have to wait and see what happens there, of course. However, time will only tell, however. It uh, might have just stay down Miami because they're playing that Jacksonville. Yeah, I was going to say, they might as well stay down in Florida instead of going back up to Buffalo and flying back down again. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, because they'll be playing Jacksonville on Sunday. You're right at 1 o'clock. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Instead of going back up to New York and then going back down again, yeah, I would do the same thing. But, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens, however. I yeah. mean, like you said, uh, Shady McCoy, of course, LaShawn McCoy, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, leading the Buffalo Bills into the playoff game in the NFL playoffs this Sunday afternoon at uh, Everbank Stadium against the somewhat red-hot Jacksonville Jaguars, even though they have struggled a little bit. However, their defense continues to be very impressive, however, led by uh, their uh, big captain, if you will, Paul Poslosny. I don't course, see anything with Jacksonville. I think I'm, the I, only thing, I'm, the only thing, I'm, I, the only thing is I'm a little worried about, I'm worried about their the defense a little bit. They're off for the longest time since '99 when uh, Mark Burnell played. Right, but they the thing, but, but but the thing with Jacksonville that worries me though, it's not Blake Bortles though. However, that worries me. I still think Blake Bortles, and I've said this so many times over the last month until I'm going blind. However, I still don't think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league, at least right now. I do like Fournette, their running back. I think their running back is very, very good. He was good in college. I think if he gets on fire, Buffalo's going to have a tough time stopping him. But the thing with Buffalo is that worries me. With McCoy down, however, does Tyrod Taylor have enough to get the job done in Jacksonville? Can he get past that very dangerous defense of Jacksonville? I don't know. Hey, I think any, he can. I think he can, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, though. It's going to be very, very tough to win down there. What's that? Right. I think it's Anybody can beat anybody now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a whole ball of wax. Right. Because you've got Tennessee and Kansas you. City. You've got Tennessee and Kansas City. You've got uh, Caroline and the Saints in New Orleans on Sunday afternoon. That is going to be a great game. That's going to be a fun game to watch there between noon and breeze. I think that might be the best game of the weekend. Hands they, 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 I was just listening to uh, Ron Rivera. Yeah. They, it might be a 
third match between the Falcons and the Saints. Yeah, if, if, they get, if they get past New Orleans in the Superdome on Sunday, yeah. If they get past New Orleans, it's going to be Carolina Atlanta 3. Yeah, right. But I'll tell you right now, I said this, I, I told you guys about, I told you guys this guys three weeks ago, and I said this even before, last week, after Christmas. I still think the top, two toughest teams right now in the NFC, bar none, Minnesota, I think Minnesota's for real. I like Case yeah. Keenum, and I like Mike Zimmer, and I love the Rams. Jared yeah, Goff to me, yeah. has really, really been underrated all year. I think the I Rams think are going to be a very dangerous team. Game. If they play Carolina, or if they play if they play a Carolina, or if they play in Atlanta. I'm on the ship. If they, well, they're playing Atlanta this week. I'll tell you right now, they're going to blitzkrieg past Atlanta, I feel. Atlanta yeah. has, doesn't impress me at all. Matt Ryan yeah. is not the same he was last year. But I'll tell you right no. now, if they get Carolina in round two, or if they get Minnesota in the conference final, depending on what Philly does, I'll tell you right now, the Rams could be back in the Super Bowl for the first time as a team in L.A. since 1979. That's how confident I feel with this team. They're going to play at Coliseum with the Rams. Right, they're playing 79 in the Coliseum against the Rams. But I'm saying this, though. If they get past that, however, they might get get Carolina either at the Coliseum or down in Carolina. But I'll tell you right now, if they get Carolina in L.A., I think Carolina's going to mean for a rude awakening. Is I think the Rams can beat them in the Coliseum. I really I do. Think I think Philadelphia is going to lose the first game, whoever they play. They yeah, I think the Eagles are banged up. I think I think when Wentz went down no, that no, injury, I think the Eagles' Super Bowl chances went with it. I agree with you. The Eagles didn't do much this past Sunday against Dallas that did not impress me. And I think no. right now, even though the Eagles are still the team to beat that NFC. I still think, like I said, it's either Minnesota or L.A. that's going to come out of that division. I really yeah. do. It's going to be one of those two. I really do. Yeah, so, I what's your take on too. the whole playoff format? Yeah, I agree with Fon- <clears throat> Fonzie. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about one final thing. However, before we wrap it up here tonight, however, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about what happened with Brock Lesnar and Kane. We saw what happened at the end of the show. John, I know you saw it, however. Heyman cut that promo, of course. He ended it with a Spanish saying. But overall, Kane had a little bit of a surprise look on his face when Braun, or let's just say Kane did a, or Brock did a Kane sitting up after Kane slammed uh, Brock. What was your take of the ending of uh, the show? Excuse me, last night. I have the hiccups there. Sorry there, guys. Go ahead. Do me? Yeah. Uh, Kane choked slamming Brock. I mean, that. That was a shock. <laughs> and then he sat I mean, up. Brock was able to sit it, up. Yeah, he just sat up like Kane, and he laughed at him. He had like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a devilish smile. It's like, is that all you got? Do you think you, think you put me down like that? I mean, you think you can put me down like that? You, who do you think you are? I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Kane's like in his late forties, early fifties. Come on, you're taking a three hundred pound monster, and don't get me wrong, Kane's a big guy too, three ten, three fifteen. But you're taking a two hundred ninety five pound, forty plus year old guy that's ten years younger than you, and basically, you thought you could put him down like that, like a baby? Hell no, hell no. But like I said, overall on this night, however, I thought the show could have been a lot better. I hope SmackDown's good tonight. I know they're going to be starting here in just a few minutes. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm giving this show a 2 out of 10. I, I was just really appalled last night. I mean, this was probably one of the worst draws I've seen really in the last several months. John, your final rating of uh, last night's show? Uh, <clears throat> 4. You're giving it a 4. And Fonzie, I know you didn't see it, but uh, considering how you'll go back and watch, I'm sure some of these, however, uh, we told you about the breakdown of uh, the matches in detail. What would you yeah. have to get this? I mean, you saw 
you saw a couple of them, but I guess you didn't see the rest yeah. of them. But overall, what would you rate this show on a scale of one? If I would have saw it, I would have probably agreed with you, J.D. Yeah, it was I cool. hope that SmackDown will be better. Yeah, and, I, uh, hope, I hope so, too. I yeah. really do. I hope so, too. Yeah. Well, we're going to wait and see, guys. I mean, they're just getting started. Like I said, we'll have the first SmackDown here in just a little bit. I mean, it's going to be very interesting. Also tonight, we got a very interesting NBA basketball game uh, coming up tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you talk about excitement, folks. For you NBA fans out there, it is going to be a doozy tomorrow night. It will be LeBron James, Isaiah Thomas, who will be returning to the lineup tonight for the Cleveland Cavaliers, unless he's sitting out tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But he will be back in uh, uniform for the first time this season coming up tomorrow night. If not tonight, then definitely tomorrow night against Kyrie Irving and the Boston Celtics at 8 o'clock, of course, on ESPN. Then at 10.30, we will head out west, if you will, as the Los Angeles Lakers, and I believe the return of Lonzo Ball, who has been out for a few weeks due to an injury, take on the somewhat red-hot Oklahoma City Thunder, who suddenly have caught thunder, no pun intended, over the last few weeks, and are giving now the Houston Rockets some competition, all with Golden State, as they are playing better ball than now than they have in the past month or so. I mean, over the last two weeks, I think they've won 9 of their last 11 or 10 of their last 12. Well, but they will be heading west to L.A. tomorrow night to take on the Los Angeles Lakers at the Staples Center. That thing will be jumping up at around 10.30 tomorrow night on ESPN uh, tomorrow evening, so be sure to check that out. Uh, on that note, ladies and you know, that's all we got for tonight, unless anyone wants to uh, close out with any final thoughts. John, I'll start with you first. Anything you want to add before we close it out tonight? Nope. All right. Hope and everyone has a good night. Well, definitely we will do that, and like I said, we will talk to you here in just a little bit on Revolution. Hopefully, we will have uh, we'll continue again. We will talk about this show that we talked about here tonight again, also here in just a little bit on Revolution. So we do want to thank you for coming on the line, uh, Fonzie. Do you have anything you want to close us out with tonight? No, that's okay. All right. Well, we hope to hear from you just a little bit on Revolution as well, and folks. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It was uh, definitely worth watching, however, and uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, however, uh, we are very excited to be back in, uh, like I said, for 2018, however. We are very, very happy that you've chosen to join us, however, and because you have chosen to join us, however, we're going to close out with a very good theme that I think everyone's going to like tonight, however, and you're going to really absolutely enjoy this, however. It is a classic, however. So, folks, I do want to thank the Human Suplex Machine. I also do want to thank... Uh, also, the Heartbreak Kid for joining us. We will be back in just a little while here on Revolution, however, to talk about last night's Raw, as well as the news headlines from Gerard and myself. John will have your birthdays and dates. And then we'll be recapping Raw. And, of course, who knows what else we got in store for tonight. We might have a few surprises along the way. <clears throat> Excuse me, as well. And as we take you out tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I think everyone's going to really enjoy hearing this because uh, this is one I haven't played in a while, however, and I think it's only fitting, however. It is... One that everyone enjoys, however. It is Rick Derringer singing one of our favorite tunes, however. And I think everyone remembers this tune very well from the 1980s. So, folks, I think you'll enjoy the tune, however. And uh, we'll uh, definitely play it out for you as we close up shop tonight. So, for late, now, ladies and gentlemen, as we take you out tonight, how I do, again, want to thank the Human Suplex Machine. I also want to thank the Heartbreak Kid. I want to thank all of you for joining us here on our opening show of 2018. Hopefully next week we'll have Gerard back in the Time Machine show with us, however, as well as we've been without him for a while due to some obligations. But he will be back with us very shortly, I'm sure. So, folks, here's a little music that you'll enjoy as we take you out tonight, however, as we are closing up now for the evening. So, for the Heartbreak Kid... The Human Suplex Machine. This is the Iceman saying solo from ringside, and I see John, however, mind you, and I know just, uh, like I said, however, our friend Guest 4 has now checked in, said our JBL 
gained for bullying. I want to walk with Elias. Uh, I think we know who that is. That might be our good friend, uh, the Rattlesnake and El Patel. If that is indeed an L and L, thank you for joining us out this evening. We're just about to close up shop. John has left us for the evening. Uh, Fonzie, I'm going to let you listen to this real quick and get your thoughts on this song. I think it's only fitting we're playing this song. So, folks, we will talk to you soon and uh, join us uh, coming up here in a little bit, however, with the Revolution Show. So now, ladies and gentlemen, here's a little song as we close you out for the evening.